0: Welcome back to the Highlanders Student Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. And today we are going to discuss Julio Jones and his request to be traded, I guess. Or, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Request request was like
1: basically caught off guard on live television.
0: Uh, NBA playoffs, Phil Mickelson, and then I have my random question for the week. So it should be a fun one.
1: Yeah. uh, As always, thank you to the listeners and remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate it five stars and leave your comments. Follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed Without the E. Send us your questions to highlyundisputed 247 at gmail.com. There's an E in that one. And leave us a voicemail at 315-752-6042. Don't don't laugh at me about the E thing. Like that's it's uncalled for. That's our trademark. All right. We we trademarked it. It's our it's ours. Like just take it or leave it.
0: There's an E in that one. (sighs) Yeah,
1: there is. You know, what if someone goes and spells it without the E? You know, that'd really kind of suck. They'd probably send it to the other Undisputed, which big news off of that show this week. Shannon Sharp, they're discussing Julio Jones potentially trading to the Cowboys. Shea Sharp picks up the phone and calls him live on the air. He answered. I can't believe he answered the phone. I was watching the show live when it happened, and I he answered the phone, and I'm like, wait a minute. Julio just picked up? Really? And basically says, yeah, I'm out of Atlanta. I'm yeah, done. and he
0: definitely doesn't want to go to Dallas. Doesn't want to play for the Cowboys, which... The only reason
1: that was a topic on the show is because Skip Bayless is the biggest cowboy blower in the history of blowers, but it is what it is. So we're on Julio Watch officially, which, I mean, I think we were there probably for about three weeks now.
0: I mean, I've always, I've thought since the end of last year that Julio's going to be out of Atlanta. I, nobody really knew where he was going to go. It was Tennessee for a while a few weeks ago, and then recently New England has been the target of Julio Jones. So... You had said to me the other day that if New England gets Julio Jones, they win 12 games. Cam can lead them to win 11 to 12 games. Why? What instantly? Okay, first off, how many do they win without Julio Jones? Say the team stays I the think same as it is right now. I think New England is still like a 10 to 11 win team. So, realistic. Like if I look
1: at their schedule, I, st- I think no matter what, they're winning 10 to 11 games. They're, they're going to have a top five offensive line, a top seven defense. Their tight ends are... I mean, they're going to be one of the better tight end groups in the in the league. Their receivers are upgraded. It's not incredible, but they're going to be able to run the football. And, like, whatever, if it's Cam or if it's Mac Jones, like, the system that they're going to run is going to work well because if you run with Cam, you're going to have a lot of power running. And then if it's Mac Jones, it's going to be, you know, a pass option, you know, re- see it and read it kind of, you know, passing game. And they're going to succeed either way because they have a really malleable offense. If they add Julio, like, I think if they add Julio Cam starts the entire season. Because to me like they're not good enough to win the Super Bowl with Mac Jones at his best right now. If Cam Newton shows up and he plays like 2015 Cam Newton and you have Julio Jones on that roster, that's good enough for me they they could like win the Super Bowl.
0: He has 2 years left on his contract.
1: Julio, uh, he's got this year and next year. next year, no and a year after. Oh, so okay. right now he's at 15 million and then next year it'll be like 115 and then 113. So like super underpaid basically as a cap hit i mean he's going to be 35 at the end of it but julio jones i mean he had i think he had 58 catches last year for like 890 yards he only played in nine games like he's still julio jones i mean every team in
0: the league should be trying to get him so is there any thought in your mind that the falcons really shouldn't be getting rid of julio jones they don't have great depth as it is i would move julio if I was Atlanta, they're in such a
1: bad situation cap-wise, they're going to be able to score points. They have Calvin Ridley. We all know how we feel about Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan is still a very good quarterback. Like They're going to score points. I like the Gage kid. He's their other wide receiver.
0: So if they get rid of Julio, they really only have two options that we've seen a lot of. They have Ridley as the one and they'll have Gage as the two. And then it's up to whether they want to move Taji Sharp, who we saw a little bit of last I, year. I like Taji Sharp. Olamide Zekeus, which I think we saw. He, he was solid had in a, a he couple had like games a two touchdowns in two weeks in a row. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a lose for the Falcons. Not necessarily a lose, but they're losing some wide receiver depth that's kind of crucial. I mean, I would rather have, in my opinion, Julio Jones than Taji Sharp. Well, I mean, you got to
1: look at it, at the – you know, you don't want the asset to lose value. And I, hate, I don't want to call him an asset, but, like, that's what he is right now. And they have to look at it as, okay, we have no cap space at all. Like, they, I think they have, like, $500 in cap space. I'm not even kidding. Like, it's, it's that low. So, they need to get some relief. They need to acquire some kind of defensive ab- defensive talent or a pick next year to improve their defense which I think will be better this year. You do have Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, like, what, what are we calling him? A top 15 wide receiver in the league? Like, you, you yeah, can make yeah. a case he's top 15. Top 20 for sure. Yeah, like, top 20 for sure. And, like, there's probably nine of the 18 weeks he'll be a top 15 to top 10 guy. He's very good. And Kyle Pitts, we, you know, we've said that. Yeah. I mean, They're, Kyle
0: Pitts comes in as, an, in my opinion, an easy top five, top eight. Top five? Top, okay, I'll say top... top, top, top five is I'll say top it. There, there's some good tight top ends. Top eight tight end. Yeah, that right off the bat,
1: like he'd come in and be the eighth best tight end. Yeah. And if he's that good, like if he's that good right away, like I would rather move on from Julio Jones and save my and get some cap relief and maybe add a player. I'm just going to I threw this trade out at you like 10 minutes ago. I think if it's New England and I think New England's in on this, I think the package is either J.C. Jackson and Sony Michelle or it's just Stephon Gilmore and then like a second or third round pick. Like, so the two players in a second and a third, a second or third, and then Gilmore in a second and a third. I think that's what the package would be from New England. Tennessee is probably, like, a first. It's probably just a first-round pick. I don't see any players of any value that Tennessee has. And, there. I mean,
0: to trade out of that, I'm taking I'm taking the Patriots trade. Because then you're, you're getting a good cornerback, and, I mean, A.J. Terrell is a good corner for the Falcons already, so then you have the good move him to the number two, and then you have your, your number one either way, if it's J.C. or... Stephon Gilmore and then you're getting a pick also a running back that I guess you need more as as for depth purpose because their number two right now is Cordero Pat- Patterson
1: yo Cordero Patterson don't sleep on him
0: yeah but don't sleep on on
1: Patterson like
0: and Mike Davis, he's got some great quads to him, but I don't see hey, him. Hey, being hey,
1: hey, hey! Mike Davis, also top ten fantasy running back. Last year. <laughs> I don't, like, see, don't sleep on Mike I don't Davis see either. Like
0: Mike Davis being the answer to your no, but your I mean, like prayers. you know, if, if Tennessee
1: makes an offer and it's a first round pick, and I don't know, I, I don't even know what their running back depth chart is. If I'm Atlanta, it I'm matter? looking for like they have
0: the most durable running back in the yeah, league. So
1: you know, if I'm Atlanta, I would move him just because a he's clearly unhappy there.
0: For him to answer the
1: phone, he either a knew he was on live TV and this was planned. Got to know, right? Was this planned and like he called Shannon like the night before and was like, "Yo, when you talk about me tomorrow, like call me on live TV and I'm gonna pretend like I don't know that I'm on live TV. You act like it's not planned and I'm gonna do this. Or option two is like he really didn't know he was on live TV and Shannon duped him.
0: I feel like I feel like Shannon Sharp couldn't do that. Well, they're they're friends. Yeah, I
1: think he I think he's actually like his uncle or like they're related somehow because Shannon's from Atlanta. Like that's where he grew up. I feel like for him to just outright say that, I mean, he clearly just wants out. And he said he wants to win, which that means he's not going to the Cowboys. Like <laughs> that the fact that that was even a discussion just because he was wearing a Cowboys hoodie like is just ridiculous. But I mean, I would trade him. It just makes sense to me, and I think that there's at least 28 teams that she should be trying to get him like the Raiders the Raiders should be trying to get the Raiders should do whatever they can to get him they just the Raiders should. should be trying to get a lot of people but well it's just yeah, not that's, working that's true too Green Bay I mean should Green Bay go after him though I mean we don't even know if Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers the other night on Sports Center actually wasn't it the same day I think he was he was on Sports it was Center. the same day it was yeah, the same night because he goes on the Kenny Main show and he's like no it's not the fans and it's not the coaching staff and it's not Jordan Love." He's like, It's just the one person, and that guy knows who he is. And it's like, wow, he really hates this one dude just to throw everything under the bus. And, like, that's the most calculated media destruction I've ever seen, what Aaron is doing right now.
0: So I have a question for you, and I don't want to get into an argument that I know we've had multiple times about this.
1: man, where's this going?
0: Julio Jones goes to the Titans or the Patriots.
1: Oh, God. I think I
0: know where this they is They win now. a Super Bowl the oh next my God. three years before his contract gets up. Are, does Julio me, Jones pass, no, he Larry does not pass Larry Fitzgerald in your Fitzgerald. all-time no. rankings? No. So for those listening, me and Garrett have always had a... Our main arguments are about rankings for the most part of players and whether they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But this one comes down to a top five wide receiver all-time that I think... Stefan Diggs posted or made that whole yeah, thing was start Diggs. on it was on Diggs. Twitter. We, we had had this argument before. Yeah. So we agree that it it's Rice Moss and and I believe you have TO. I have TO. I have Megatron as my third. Actually, I Oh, you have you have Megatron third. I have Megatron TO and okay. then I have who. So I have TO
1: third, Megatron fourth. And then Larry Fitz. And then I have Larry Fitz. yes.
0: So we've argued about who that number 5 deserves to be. And for me, it's Julio Jones, just because. I, it's not even recency bias because I've seen Larry Fitzgerald play my entire life too, but I I think Julio Jones is a, a way way bigger asset to me, and I don't want to get into it. That's I just wanted to explain the. Yeah, the, no, it it changes nothing for me. Like, no, no, it,
1: it a doesn't. Super Bowl win doesn't change that at all. Not for a wide receiver in the rankings. Like it's just not going to. Like Larry Fitzgerald has been. <laughs> he's he's been the most consistent and reliable target in the NFL since 2004. Like 2004 draft class, he comes into the league and he has I think what 28 drops in his entire career. Like that's ridiculous. That's I think it's less than that actually. I mean it, just he's reliable. He's always been the security blanket. I, no, I Julio's great. Like I'm not saying Julio is not great. He's a top 10, top 15 all-time receiver, like no question, but no, I'm not putting him top 5. He's not better than Larry Fitzgerald. I don't even know if he's better than Michael Irvin. Like Michael Irvin was the playmaker. Chris Carter was incredible. Like, you're ranking him over Lynn Swann. That's crazy to me. I just, I can't do that. I can't go there. Can't have it. I'm not going to allow it at all. Period. (laughs) Don't ever ask me that question again. Julio can win three Super Bowls and an MVP, and I'm still taking Larry. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that would, that might change some things.
0: So is that all you really want to touch on with Julio Jones? I don't think he's getting traded
1: until after the first I mean, that's when the cap changes, you know, the league year, like the cap resets or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I I think we're the next like five days is going to be speculation. And then I imagine like June 2nd, June 3rd, there's going to be a deal. I'm sure that the deal is probably already done. They're just waiting so that Atlanta doesn't take a $16 million cap hit. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of this is to get under the salary cap.
0: Yeah. So that's my take. Sorry, today's an important day, too, by the way. It's the Euro or the... Europa League final. Oh, my God. Man United, Villarreal. So I'm kind of just keeping a heads up God, for that as well. Villarreal spanks them. <laughs> spanks them. It's em. an extra time right now. Oh, my God. So moving to the NBA playoffs, yeah. what series
1: do you want to hit first?
0: I mean, we don't need to talk about Philly and the Wizards. So the two that I've really liked so far, and one of them, I mean, it's like game two is tonight for one of them, but uh, Atlanta and New York. Okay. And L.A. and Phoenix. Okay. Those are my two. And we can start off with LA and Phoenix. I actually have a very like crucial question for you. Chris Paul is out for the series now, correct? That has been reported? I haven't is seen that. Or he's out for the next few games? I have not seen that either. That would I'd be Where I saw it reported. Are you breaking
1: news on like our tiny podcast? Because <laughs> that one I have not seen all day at all. I've got Adam Vinatieri has retired from the National Football League. I've got... Tom Brady versus Phil Mickelson or Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. I have nothing on Chris Paul.
0: I saw I saw somebody tweet that the series is gonna be a lot more difficult without Chris Paul. So maybe it was just somebody overreacting to the Chris Paul injury when it had happened. But how big of a role is Chris Paul playing in this series? LA versus Phoenix? Oh, I mean he's huge.
1: I mean, you saw it last night. They, they just played last night, and he couldn't go in the second half. Yeah. And L.A. wins the game. I mean, he was basically in the first half playing on with one arm. I mean, he, he couldn't shoot with his arm. He couldn't shoot. Yeah. I mean, he took a jump shot where he fell away, and he had to switch to his opposite arm mid-flight because he couldn't shoot with it. So it's clearly bothering him. If he's not healthy, Phoenix doesn't have a chance. And I, I didn't think Phoenix had a chance before the series started, but I didn't want to make a true prediction on that. I always like to watch the second game of a series before I make a call. Like game one, everybody always overreacts over after game one. Like it it always happens every year. Teams win in game one that probably won't win the series and everybody, everybody thinks, oh, it's, it's going to be a blowout or it's going to be a close series. And then it never ends up being one. So game one happens. LeBron, to me, is clearly injured as well. And I don't think Anthony Davis is right either. But, like, game
0: one happens. And well, Anthony Davis is turning into Draymond Green, kicking people in the, right in the groin. So, yeah, that it's was helping his case. I still can't believe they called Crowder on the foul on that. I didn't
1: think he made contact with him at all. But, I mean, if anything, I thought the officiating last night was piss poor. Like, it, it was piss poor. They had—Aiton had three fouls before the half. Saric had three fouls before the half. Crowder had three fouls. I mean, that was just, that was, all three guys that could guard Anthony Davis were basically in foul trouble the entire second half. Like, It's going to be really hard to, to win because the way you beat Anthony Davis is you play physical with him. But, I mean, if Chris Paul is at
0: 70%, they can't win. They just can't. That's not good enough. They need so him at 100%. The report that I'm seeing is that game one, he heard that crack. And after the injury wasn't posted on the injury report, as we saw in game two, it's obviously was shown that he wasn't 100%, and they're hoping that he gets better within 48 hours. But, I mean, Chris Paul and his injuries, it's just, I don't know how confident I am that he plays a full seven-game series against the well, Lakers.
1: It, it just sucks. It's every year with Chris Paul. He gets to the playoffs, and he gets hurt. Yeah. It's every year. I mean, we haven't had a healthy Chris Paul, other than last year with the Thunder, and nobody, we all knew the Thunder weren't doing shit last year, like, Every year, he gets to the postseason, he gets injured. It sucks because people take him for granted, and it's really unfortunate. This is his best chance right here to win a, to win the finals. I mean, do I think Phoenix can beat Brooklyn, Philly, you know, whoever else in the West? Honestly, the West, I don't even know. The West is so wide open right now. I, I I don't trust a single team in the West at all. I don't trust the Lakers. If you want to tell me the Lakers after last night are some favorites I mean they, they won 109-102 with Cam Payne playing point guard like they had Cameron Payne playing point guard in the second half the whole half like that's you're not gonna win like that Etwan Moore made an appearance Etwan Moore is like 39 years
0: old so speaking on this series again there's one other thing I want to talk about LeBron James is one of the best actors of all time. Rank him top Does five. Does he deserve an Emmy? Throw him up there, yeah. A- an Academy? Like, oh.
1: Who's he thanking it as, a cat, as an Academy speech?
0: <laughs> I don't know, honestly. But I might rank him top five all-time actors at this point. Like, we talking he's better than Tom
1: Hanks? Like, Oh, Miles. Well, gets in front of Tom. Okay, how about Jack? Like, he's better than Jack? Miles. Miles ahead. Robin Williams. I know you love Robin Williams. Miles ahead. Miles ahead? Miles wow. ahead. Wow, I mean, you... You've got him right up there with the greats. I mean, holy hell. Harrison Ford, He's
0: he surpassed him. Clark Gable, way way past all of that. Okay. All right. 6'9", LeBron James goes up for a rebound. That may be 6'9", LeBron James, probably even higher. Based no, he's 6'9",
1: six, six, 260. 6'9", 260. 6'9", LeBron
0: James shoots a free throw, gets boxed out by six-foot-tall Chris Paul, and falls on the ground looking like he got no, his no, no, legs... No, no. No, he doesn't fall on the ground. Acts like he got hit by a bus from behind and throws himself on the ground. Foul was called on Chris Paul. Ridiculous foul call also. And then it, it turns into a scuffle by, I don't remember who got into it, but it's happening. It's happening. LeBron gets helped up by Chris Paul and then hobbles his way into the crowd of people where the cameras all are, where the fight's going on, and falls back on the ground you know what was what was funny about it to me
1: so Chris Paul's already injured in this game right and it's like LeBron needed a moment to get hurt in the game so it was like if he won he knew that if Chris Paul won Chris Paul was gonna have the he did it on one arm and LeBron was like he can't be the only guy that doesn't I gotta act like I'm hurt right now so that if I lose it's he only was playing with one arm. Like he it's almost like he had to have it. And then you know what the best part is? His moment gets stolen by campaign and his and Montrez Herald for getting into a fight. Yeah. Like he, he got his moment hijacked well, that's him. where he
0: broke it. He broke through all the crowd of people and all the nonsense that's going on just to grab onto his arm again and fall to the ground and glut wrenching pain, dude. I, I, I don't know if he was really active. Did you see Dude, that him, like you see hurt him hurt look lot. at the Jumbotron in the middle of it,
1: though? He looked at the Jumbotron to check the fouls, the score, and the time. <laughs> like, he looked like his arm had fallen off. It was just like in the Warriors game when he got poked in the eye. And I say poked in the eye with quotes on that because he actually looked like he got his eye gouged out of his head by the way he was reacting. And then he claims he shot
0: for the middle basket. Yeah, he right. Saw yeah, okay. Dude. If LeBron, when LeBron retires, dude. Oh. Well, you know, I Space mean, Jam is going to be the best movie of all time. The way LeBron acts, dude. I, I don't understand how well, this man.
1: I mean, here's the thing. Kobe won an Academy Award. So obviously LeBron's like, he won it off the court. I'm going to win it on the court because to hell with that guy. Like, it's, it's got to be something like that. It's ridiculous. Every time he gets hit. And I think I posted this on Facebook, too. I have no problem with players, like, selling calls. That's part of the game. Like, you get bumped, yeah, sell it. Like, sell the call. Well, just like soccer, sell the call. But it, Right. When, but there's a difference between selling the call and acting like a four-year-old
0: just got blown up by a middle linebacker. Like, that's it's ridiculous yeah. to me. There's a post going around of athletes laying on the ground after being injured. LeBron laid on the ground with this injury longer than Joe Burrow did when he tore his ACL and his MCL. In that uh, uh, game against the... Week nine. Yeah. And then Joe Burrow got up before LeBron got up after this injury. LeBron also stayed on the ground longer than the Mets player that got a fastball thrown right in the eye. Like, what what is going on with LeBron James? There's not another basketball player right now that I can think of that does this exact same thing. I mean, there are definitely There, there are
1: some Euro guys that do this, but, like, there's no American player doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody acting like they get
1: hit by a truck. I'm sorry, he's 260 pounds. Chris Paul is not throwing LeBron James on the ground. It's not gonna happen. He's not doing that. The fact that that was a foul call is the worst part. Like, what are the officials looking at there? And again, here we go with the officiating because the officiating in this playoff so far has been a joke. Playoff basketball is supposed to be physical. I want physicality. Either make the calls or don't make the calls. Pick one. Don't call something in the first quarter and then not call it in the fourth quarter. Pick one. I can let that go in the regular season because it's the regular season. Like it, it just it is what it is. These officials are supposed to be the best officials all season long, and it's go it's go time now. And it's it's been terrible. I mean, there was a call last night in was it yeah it was in the no it was in uh, the Brooklyn Boston game. Jason Tatum clearly gets poked in the eye Oh, yeah, I by saw Durant. the aftermath then, picture. Right, and then Jason Tatum had to leave the game because he got poked in the eye and he didn't return. The official's standing right there. You can clearly see him get poked in the eye. You have to call that, and how do you miss that? You're right there, and it's, it's just, it's been so bad. The flagrants have gotten out of control. I mean, we're calling flagrants for any contact to the head now. That's absurd to me. Incidental contact to the head should not just be a guaranteed flagrant. That's pathetic.
0: Yeah, like there's a bunch of people that are saying, "Oh, the NBA has gone soft." I don't know if the NBA is really gone soft or if it's the refs of the NBA have gone soft. They've I mean, we've changed had the we've rules. had ejections this year and technicals called on JJ Redick spun the ball at the referee and it went a little bit too fast and he got ejected for it. Who else? There's a Thunder player I think that got ejected for bouncing the ball. I think it was Dort. Wasn't it Dort? Maybe it was Dort. But like. It's the refs are making this game oh, yeah. so
1: soft. I swear, because like now they have that little camera that they go to when they do the replays and everything. I swear, like they get a, an erection when they get to go over there, and it's like, oh, this is our thirty seconds of fame. Like, let's make it count. And then the end of game reviews are ridiculous. They kill games. Any close game, any game that's within five points, there's going to be nine reviews and it's partially on the players too because every time a ball goes out of bounds inside the last two minutes always see your fingers spinning they want to review everything it's clearly off James Harden it's clearly off James Harden like we shouldn't be looking at this like it's, it's just unnecessary but it's a free timeout and the officials you know what, what really bothers me and I think I've actually said this before like tennis how fast is tennis It's pretty, fast, pretty right? fast when a ball goes on the line and
0: they want to challenge it how long does that challenge take it's literally they put they pull up they press a button. It goes on the screen, the overhead it screen. takes seven seconds. And it literally, it's an animated picture, and it just shows where the ball where hit. the ball hit. And then you make the call as, as I, the referee. I mean, we can do that in seven seconds yeah. in tennis. Well, because the problem is you got to look at every angle right. because you, who knows? Like, LeBron might have touched that ball out of bounds. But right. But,
1: and, like, the one that I can't stand is, like, a player, like, Kawhi slaps the ball out of Luca's hand. Okay. And Kawhi's clearly the reason the ball is leaving Lucas hand. And as it's leaving Lucas hand, it grazes his fingernail and it's all of a sudden off Luca. But Luca's not the reason the ball went out of bounds. Yeah. Like, if you're playing in the street, that's you know, that's Luca's ball. Kawhi slapped it out, it's Luca's ball. Like, why are we looking at fingernails and microscopic hairs to determine who the ball went off of? It's ridiculous. We can review all that shit, but we can't look at a fucking goaltend with three minutes left in the second quarter. I mean, we can't look at goaltends, but we can look at everything else. We can look at blocks and charges. Like, how can you truly determine if a guy was moving or not? That's terrible. We're off on a tangent, so let's let's bring it back. But like, I've just been really frustrated with the officiating this year, especially in these playoffs. Like, it's it's off the rails, and I could I could do a whole hour on this. Honestly, are you good on the the LeBron thing? I oh mean, yeah, yeah, one hundred. The, the flopping is getting ridiculous. I don't even think it's flopping anymore. It's just acting. It's it is what it is. I think that series is probably going to go six. I want to pick Phoenix, but if Chris Paul can't go, I, I can't oh, pick yeah. Phoenix. I just can't. They are not they don't have the front line if it's only DeAndre. Like, DeAndre Ayton's been incredible. He's been really good. But if Paul can't go, he can't do it himself on the front line. They need Chris Paul to help him just with physicality because they don't have physical players other than him and Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. Like, that's just what they have.
0: Yeah. Let's actually say in the West before we go over to the Knicks-Hawks game, like I wanted to talk about. You want to talk about Clippers, Mavericks? Yeah, I do. How ridiculous is this that the Clippers again, who were your favorite and my favorite to come out of the West, are doing shit again? They're down 2-0 to the Mavericks, and they don't look good. No, because they mess with the basketball
1: gods. So I picked them to come out of the West before the whole tank job of the season to, for some reason, they wanted to play Dallas. But I also said, Dallas is the last team that any team should want to play. I would not want to play Dallas. That is just the dumbest idea ever. And they tank to play them? That made no sense. Why would you want to tell Luca we like wanted to play you? We don't think you're better than us, so let's play you. So in the last two games, Dallas has just gone out and been like, hey, Clippers, suck on this, and we're going to shoot. I think they shot 49% from three in the
0: first game, and they shot 54% from three in the second game. Well, I mean, realistically, all of these young guys are performing higher than everybody thought other one. To throw it over to the Hawks-Knicks. Trae Young dominated in that game against the Knicks. And Julius Randle didn't show up. Yep. There's two All-Stars in that series, and one showed up. I
1: mean, we'll, s- we'll see tonight. Is tonight game two? Yep. Or ga- yeah, tonight's game two.
0: And then going back to another young guy, John Morant leading the Grizzlies to a game one win against yeah, the
1: Jazz. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Look, we'll we're going to get to that yeah. because let's, you said let's that Let's stay with were. the Clippers here.
0: I mean, everyone's always playoff P again came up this year. Okay. Game one, I understand.
1: Game two, no. He, yeah. had, he had 28 in Game Two.
0: He showed up. How are you going to consider yourself a great playoff player? You gave yourself a nickname, Playoff P, and you're not You didn't even perform for the first game of a series.
1: My issue is not Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, or, or Paul Kawhi George. Leonard, Paul George. It's it's not them. My issue is Tyloo. Why is Pat Bev playing in this series? Why is Reggie Jackson? Why is Reggie Jackson playing 30 minutes? And Rajan Rondo, the guy that you traded for, who's supposed to be your playoff guy, he's going to be your leader in the playoffs. Why is he only playing 19 minutes? Why is that? What are we doing here? Why are we playing Zubats over Ibaka? Zubats gets caught in a, swi- a switch against Luka and it's over. I mean, it's over. Marcus Morris. Hey, welcome to the playoffs, buddy. You have one job. It's called be physical and make jump shots. Why are you passing up? free throw line, wide open jumpers. I've seen him pass up three free throw line jumpers in both games, wide open. Nobody within four feet of him. Also, why are we doubling Luka? Stop doubling Luka. That doesn't make any sense. He's too good of a passer to double him. Nobody could ever double Magic. You couldn't double Magic because he'd just find the guy. You can't double LeBron. LeBron will find the guy. Chris Paul, you couldn't double him. He'll find the guy. Luka's one of those guys. You cannot double him. It does not work. He's good giving up the ball. Like yeah. he's he's fine with that. He'll Okay, you got me. I'll beat you somewhere else. He's fine with that. That's not going to work. It's just not.
0: You you can't double him. Do you think the Clippers should change out of their uh nine man rotation that they've been doing so far?
1: I don't think Pat Bev should be playing at all. He can't play in this series. They don't guard him at all. And he can't guard anybody on the Mavs. Well, I
0: mean, look, Pat Bev started in Reggie Jackson still got more minutes than him,
1: right? But like Reggie Jackson shouldn't be playing thirty minutes either. Th- those minutes should be going to Rondo. Why he isn't starting is like, why? What's going on here? And like Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann should be playing more. He should be close. He should be in the closing unit over Nick
0: Batum. And they're playing Nick Batum, who's slow on defense. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think the Mavericks are also coming out and in some unfamiliar faces. Not even unfamiliar, but. Some faces that I really didn't think would do a lot in this series are actually doing a lot. Tim Hardaway came out he scored 21 in the first game. Then he dropped 31 in the second game. Jalen Brunson scored 15 in the first game for the Mavericks.
1: Jalen Brunson is like, I'm secretly in love with that guy. Like, he's secretly a really good player. And every night, it's kind of like, hey, Jalen Brunson's got 22. Like, Yeah, that's and he's pretty darn
0: good. 20 minutes off the bench. I mean, Josh Richardson got 17 minutes for the Mavs. He scored eight points. But, I mean, still, they're consistent. They're, they're players who... The Clippers have the better team, and everybody's been saying that. The Clippers are way too reliant on the three. Yeah.
1: For having two guys in Kawhi and Paul George who are 89% free throw shooters, they don't shoot enough free throws. They do not attack the basket nearly enough. They are way too reliant on the three. They just are. They, they don't attack. They're not physical, and they're a front runner. They'll be up 20 on you and dunk it and get all up in your face and act like tough guys. And as soon as they're down 15, nah, we're good. We'll, we'll play it we'll play next night. They have no interest in coming back. And, like, I thought that we had a different Clippers team this year. I was really feeling good about them. And then they decide, you know what? Let's tank two games that were hard to tank. How do you tank against the Rockets and the Thunder who basically were trying to go 0 for 40 in the second half of the season? And you were able to lose both those games. Like, that right there, if I, you, you just you, – I believe in the basketball gods. They angered the basketball gods. Like, they did it. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> We're cutting that out. That that'll come out.
0: Um, I I mean I have nothing else nothing else to say about that that series so far. I, I mean it's, it's just the frustrating. Clippers just look pathetic. It's it's frustrating. They don't look like a team that was a favorite to win to come out of the West. No, they're not. They don't they look like be. the team that was favored to be the only Western team to beat the Nets. Before we jump out of that series, I
1: got a I got a fake trade for you. Mm-hmm. All right, you tell me who says no here. Paul George for Brandon Ingram, straight up. Who says no? Now think about Brandon Ingram with Zion. Brandon Ingram wants to be the man, but he can't be the man. I think the Pelicans say no. You think the Pelicans would say no? Yes. Because all year long, I just watched Brandon Ingram want to be the dude, and it's like, no, you're not the dude. It's got to be Zion. Like, he's got to be the man. Paul George clearly doesn't want to be the dude.
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I think it's an interesting trade for both. I get what you're saying. Paul George doesn't want to be the dude, and I thought back to the Thunder days, and he really wasn't the dude. It was still Russell Westbrook. And Brandon Ingram wants to be the man, but I think being on that young Pelicans team, it's, I mean, I would stay on that team. I, I think if the Pelicans, I think the Pelicans should want to keep their team together. They almost made the playoffs and then Zion gets hurt. Yeah. And I i think I talk more shit about Zion than anybody because I just don't think he's all that, but yeah, I think
1: you got to lay off of that.
0: But to see that their whole playoff chances drowned because Zion got hurt, i I have to give him more respect than I've ever been giving him.
1: I'll say this. I was right on my RJ Barrett take. And, I mean, we didn't have a podcast back then, but I said I'd rather have R.J. Barrett.
0: Look where R.J. Barrett is. He's in the playoffs. He's a 5 tool player. Almost winning the first game of a series if Trey Young doesn't go off like an absolute animal. Well, How? no, the, the problem was the Knicks didn't switch on the pick. All right, let's cut that off, because I do have a question that I want to bring to you when we get there. There's one more series I want to talk about in the West. Utah-Memphis. You did bring up uh, something before the podcast about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, so, I mean... Donovan Mitchell was
1: held out of game one by the jazz. And that has created a rift between Donovan and the front office because it wasn't a basketball decision. It was a business decision. And they held him out of a game and the Gri- the Grizzlies won the game. Deservingly. So they played well. And I'm just going to say it. I've, I haven't believed in this jazz team at all. Like, can we t- cool it down with the Rudy Gobert screen assist bullshit? Like, I don't care that he gets assists because, or he gets, you know, numeral assists because of his screens like that. No, no, I don't care about that. Like, play basketball when it's time to play basketball. He Rudy Gobert was the be- was supposed to be the best player for the Jazz the other night. And what the hell did he do? A whole lot of nothing. Like, no. But I mean, if I'm Donovan Mitchell and I have a serious problem with Jazz ownership or the, the uh, the GMS, the presidents, whatever, I don't I don't really know the Jazz organization that well, but. That's an issue. Like, you just pissed off your superstar. I mean, not superstar, but you pissed off your star, yeah. who you just gave a $165 million contract to over the next five years.
0: Now they're going to play him tonight, right? That was already reported. Yeah, he's, he's playing tonight. Is there any way in your mind that Memphis now wins the series with Donovan Mitchell the They Flair? can win this series because I don't believe in the Jazz. I look the at Jazz the j- only lost by three, game one. Yeah,
1: they only lost by three. That's, that's true. I look at Memphis, and the style of play that they're going to they're gonna go for is we're going to slow the pace... To just an unbearable pace that nobody wants to play, and hopefully Jaron Jackson Jr. plays better than he did in Game One, and he gets going. Like if they get twenty-eight good minutes out of Jaron Jackson Jr., like they have a chance in the series. Yeah, I just don't. I don't feel Utah. I'm sorry. Like if Utah was playing, and if they're playing Golden State, I'd have picked Golden State. Oh, I would have. I would
0: have picked them. Like they're. I mean, I want to see Memphis make it. I love John Morant. I'd, I'd love to see him make the second round, possibly play against Luka because I don't really think Clippers are winning that series. <laughs> no, they're not. Before we go to the East, do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, that's fine. Let's take a break. And ah. we are back. So, jump to the the series that you were so <laughs> sorry to cut you off. I didn't know who was talking there. You pointed at me. and then I did. Like just whack. You didn't I'm say like- anything. I panicked a little bit. New All York right, Atlanta, Tamara, are you going to <laughs> cut that out? You might have to.
2: <laughs> no, I'm leaving it there. Of
1: course you are. Awesome, thank you. You're doing your job
0: great. What's ser- no? What series did you want to talk about? New York Atlanta. Uh, I mean, go ahead, go. So, my my key question to you I asked you during the break is how much of Trey Young's amazing, in quotes, amazing performance against the Knicks was due to the crowd just. Getting him way too hyped up. It's, it's kind of like the high school overrated chant when you see all these players go off for 40, 50-plus after being called overrated.
1: Yeah, I thought his, uh, his shh thing that he did was kind of just... un.
0: Like, do people realize... It's, it's like real fight in here. It's exact words after he hit that Yeah, that like, shot. Do, do,
1: people, do guys realize, like, when you do the shh thing, like, it's got to be more than, okay, it's game one of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Like, no, no, no. That's like an Eastern Conference Finals finals kind of thing like you don't be doing that in game one of the, of a series especially the first round like eh, I, I think that that was a little bit more of Trey in his first playoff game like trying to show off a little bit I'm not the biggest Trey Young guy I think he has a lot of James Harden in him and I, I'm not a big fan of Harden's game so I'm gonna be biased on this but I'm just I've always kind of thought he was a little overrated to me yeah he beat the Knicks in a playoff game like The Knicks are basically playing with seven guys. Like their eighth, ninth, tenth guys are not players that are and I mean, props to the Knicks. They made the playoffs. They're high you know, they were a four seed this year. That's really impressive. But they don't have a playoff roster. They don't have one guy on their roster they can go to that can make a shot in a big moment. Like we saw that. The game's close. They have no one to go to. Like Julius Randle is a solid player, but he he can't get you baskets with two minutes to go. He has no move that he can get to that's, like, a guaranteed shot. And I like Julius Randle, but they're just going to struggle to score. I mean, they're, they're going to have to hold the Hawks to, like, 87 points. That's how they win the games, and that's just going to be really hard to do. So, yeah, props to you, Trey Young. You, you hit a really great shot. It was a great shot. Like, I was surprised that was the shot he got, but the Knicks completely botched the defense. I mean, they didn't switch, and in that situation, you have to switch. You either have to trap, switch, or get through the screen, and they did none of the three. They got caught on the screen. I can't remember who was guarded. I Honestly, I wish that they would just put R.J. Barrett on Trey Young. I feel like that would fix a lot of their problems because they don't have anybody to defend him either.
0: I mean, their are guards right now that are making any sort of noise. Are R.J. Barrett and Derrick Rose. I and mean, even Alec Burks.
1: Yeah, and like Alec Burks, you can't count on 27 from Alec Burks again. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, I love Tibbs, but to throw – I call him Frank Nicotine, but to throw Frank Nitalikina into the game for one minute of defense, can we stop with the – this guy hasn't played all game. He's played zero minutes in this game, and we're coming down to the biggest possession of the game. Let's throw him in there with cold legs to go defend the best player. I mean, that's just bad coaching. What's he going to do – how is he going to affect the game? He's had no impact on the game whatsoever and you're just going to send him in there ice cold to defend? <laughs> There's not a, def- a defensive player on the planet that could sit and watch a game for 47 minutes and then come into the game and have any sort of intensity whatsoever. You can't do that. We see it all the time. It's demoralizing. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, just, you're checking into the game. You've had no impact whatsoever. Hey, go defend Trey Young. He's easy to stop. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's bad coaching on, by Tibbs. They'll make adjustments. I thought that Randall just had a really bad night and like if he plays 25 percent better like they have a shot but i mean you're like i said you can't count on 27 from alec burks you know somebody they they couldn't take him out of the game (laughs) like he couldn't
0: take him out yeah i mean the the hawks had four guys over in double digit points and Trey young had 32 the next highest was bojan with 18 i was excited when i saw the hawks win just because like I like Trey Young. I, I think he's a good young player, kind of like Luka. I don't think he's a, definitely not as good as Luka. But I, I just I don't see any way that the Hawks actually finish this series off the way that they started it. Unless Trey Young can consistently put up 30 to 35 each and every oh, game. He, he can do that. Why can he put up 30 to 35 while simultaneously holding Julius Randle to look like an embarrassment out there? And he did not look embarrassing. He had 15 points. It's not the no, Julius Randle. He had a bad. Night. Yeah, it's not he the, the a Julius Randle we've been so hyped about all year. The,
1: the key for Atlanta is going to. I think what the Knicks need to do is give Trey the ultimate sign of disrespect and do the mind thing on him and just say, hey, you can shoot the ball. Trey's at his best when he's getting other guys involved. And that goes for the, all the Hawks players. Like, it's demoralizing when you are on offense and one guy is, make, is just taking all the shots. That's, it's, it's really demoralizing as, a, as an offensive player. Like, it's hard to then go back on the other end after you just stood in the corner for 23 seconds waiting for a pass that was never going to come, and then you go to the other side, and you got to play your heart out on defense, and then to come down and watch a guy dribble. Like, what the Knicks should do is let Trey just go. Just, just, just let him go. Nobody else beats you. They don't have anybody to guard Trey Young. They, just, they don't have a point guard on their roster that's capable of it. Like, Quickly is okay, but he's not a defensive stopper. D. Rose, at this point in his career, is not. They just don't have anybody. So your best bet is stop everybody else. That's, that's what they have to do.
0: I mean, Trae Young shot 33% from the three in that game. He only took three three-pointers. but Which, uh, the that was what I liked about him. He attacked.
1: He wasn't trying to chuck.
0: Yeah, and then Bojan went four for nine from the three. And that's realistically it. I mean, Daniel Gallinari took seven threes and only made one of them. So, yeah, I guess the Hawks could finish this series off. I don't see the Knicks letting them win a the seven-game series against them. Oh, so you're taking the Knicks? I'm gonna take the Knicks.
1: I mean, you do you. I, <laughs> I just I don't have enough faith. I think in this the team. Score.
0: I think this team is very good. I like Julius Randle. Derrick Rose is killing it off the bench. Which I don't understand why he's not starting. He got thirty, almost thirty-eight minutes in this last game. Alec Burks is playing well. That's about you're, it. So you're counting on Alec Burks, like giving you no, but I count on other players picking it up. Like I count on R.J. Barrett. I mean, he played well. He had fourteen points, but I think he's gonna play better. I think Nerlens Noel is gonna play better. I think Nerlens Noel is hurt and potentially
1: might not play. I haven't gotten the injury report yet, but if he can't uh, I go, I didn't see that he was out. He got injured in that game. I don't know what the situation is with that, but if he can't go, like that's that's not good. This yeah. is not good. I don't ha- there's no other way to put it. Like they they don't have the size. Th- they have Taj Gibson after that. Like they don't have the size. And they're already down Mitchell Robinson. That's also their other biggest problem is the rebounding. I mean they're they're going to get killed on the glass.
0: Yeah. I mean Really though, it was seven. It was seven offensive rebounds to thirteen offensive rebounds.
1: Yeah, that's getting killed on the glass.
0: No, the Knicks had had thirteen.
1: Right, but like if you lose Nerland's Noel, yeah, that's gonna flip, and that was why they stayed in the game.
0: Yeah, I mean he had two of those, but he like
1: affects them. Yeah, no, I I, I, I I completely understand what, what you're saying. saying.
0: Like, I'm just trying to like actually put to thought. I don't. I, I'm gonna stick with it. I don't see a way that the the Knicks lose this seven games. If it goes seven games. This I think series it's going to the Hawks. six. I think the Hawks are going to win in six. I just...
1: They can't score. That's what it comes down to to me.
0: Fair. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. I, I just... I like the Knicks this year. If I'm going to root for a New York team, the Knicks are the only one that I root for. But... I don't know. I, I feel like whoever... I mean, who? What, whoever wins this series goes out to play... They play Philly. Yeah, They're so playing Philly. Really They're not playing matter. the Wizards. They're playing Philly. They're going home in four games. I as much as I don't trust Philly,
1: okay, let me say this. If, it's, if Atlanta wins the series, I would say Atlanta has a better chance than the Knicks do. Like, the only way you're beating Philly is you have to just attack them offensively, and yep. you have to spread them out, put Embiid in pick-and-roll situations, tire him out. The Knicks can't do that. Like, they just they don't have the ability to score to put any pressure on a guy that you need to force to play defense. I mean that's that's the issue with Trey like with Trey young. Like you need to make Trey young feel you on defense. They don't have anybody. I mean like Rose is good and Burke's played well but they don't have anybody where they can just take Trey young and just d- annihilate him defensively. They just don't. And that's where they're going to fall apart. You you have to in the playoffs you got to have guys that can go get buckets. They just they kind of lack that. I like the Knicks. They they're a great story. I'm happy that they're relevant. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a good series. Like I think all games are going to be close. And if you told me that like the Knicks would or the Hawks would leave with 5 minutes to go in every single game and the Knicks won all of them, I wouldn't be shocked either because they do know how to close somehow. But I in the playoffs, I think it'll be different. Yeah, I, that's all I really have for that series. All right. Bucksy, let's go. <laughs> this is the only other series in the East that I care about. And I don't it's really have actually much to the, say. I, I, It's only it's the only East series I care
0: I care about at all. Yeah, I don't have
1: much to say. I think Milwaukee's figured it out. I really do. Like you think? No, I don't think. I think they won a close game in Game One. They had to the tough out a game, and now they got they got to Game Two and just I mean they blew the brakes off of Miami. That game was never close. I, I turned the game on. I missed the start. I turned it on with four and a half minutes to go in the first quarter, and it was, four, it was 46 to 14. And I, I looked at the score, and I thought it said 14 to 14 because I just like, I read the numbers backwards, and I'm like, oh, close game and not a lot of scoring. And then I did a double take, and I'm like, oh, no, shit, it's 41 <laughs> to 14. Like, this is over. I mean, Bryn Forbes is raining threes from everywhere. Middleton looks like a different player to me. Like, Middleton's looked really good. Giannis, to me, has figured out, like, don't worry about the three-pointer. Get your ass in the post. Like, post up. Be a shack. Did he, though? In the second game, he took seven three-pointers. Well, that's because they were up, and when you get up, that's what you do. But, I mean, like, he's got to take some. You you have to take some if you're wide open. But, to me, the Drew Holiday thing, I didn't know how it was going to affect them until we got to the postseason. I think that was... Because if without when you had Bledsoe out there the year before, like you just were lacking a guy, like you just you know that they, they it was like eh, Bledsoe, ugh. if he's playing minutes for you, like that's not good. And
0: Holiday to me is so much better. So what is what's the what's helping the Bucks go? Do you think it's like the long rotation that they have, or do you think they just finally clicked in all of their heads that we need to play like the good basketball team we are? Well, I think the biggest thing is in the past, and their coach
1: Mike Budenholzer has gotten kind of shit on for this, like he's never been a guy that likes to switch on defense, and they started doing that in the bubble last year, and it didn't work. Like they got killed with it because switching is not easy. Like that that takes a lot of communication, and if you don't do it all the time, like you're not going to be good at it. To me, they figured it out as far as how to switch. I mean, Miami's not playing well either but there was moments in game two and game two is a bad example because it was just such a blowout but there was moments where like Drogic and bam and butler they couldn't like drive they couldn't drive to the lane because they had the switch was happening before the screen was being effective and they were just shut out like it, it was like they were running into a wall and they were fumbling the ball all over the place to me like Everybody thought Miami was this team that had a shot, and I thought Miami would have a shot. But like I said, I don't like to overreact to game ones. Game one actually told me something. Like, Milwaukee has always struggled closing close games, and they won a game in overtime against a team that's really good in close games. That was a big moment for me. Like, if they learn how to close a game in the playoffs, like, that change To me, Milwaukee's the team that can beat Brooklyn. Really? Yes. Because... Giannis can dominate that style of play. Brooklyn plays with such a finesse, and they're going to shoot the lights out. Milwaukee can shoot the... Like, Milwaukee is good enough to shoot with Brooklyn and play Giannis at five. The Giannis at five lineup, like, changes everything because then you can't... Like, you're not going to be able to attack anybody. And what Brooklyn does is they just... Okay, here's your center. We're going to find him. He's got to either guard James Harden, Kyrie, or Kevin Durant. You know, they just – you don't want to switch to Giannis. That's a mismatch for anybody. Like, that's the one guy in the league that's like a defensive nightmare for everybody. So, to me, they have the lineup to do it. And I also think that it's like Giannis' time. It, it needs to happen.
0: Let's do a little foreshadowing of this of okay. that game. Sure. Who guards Giannis? Is it KD? I
1: don't know if if it's uh, – a lot of teams have had success when they put a bigger body on Giannis. Like a like a Blake Griffin, I think Nick Nick Claxton would get a shot. I think honestly, it's probably going to be Jeff Green, and that's uh, that's just a mismatch. I mean, Giannis is going to be able to do what he wants because Brooklyn does not have the physicality to deal with him. Like they just don't. Like yeah, they they don't have it.
0: I I feel like it's got to be Durant. I I just feel I like would not do, you do have, that with you Durant. A lanky guy on a lanky guy, and yeah, but. I don't want
1: Durant trying to guard Giannis on the other end. If I'm Brooklyn, I don't want that. I'd rather just let Giannis destroy Jeff Green. I don't want him destroying Kevin Durant. Like If if he's forcing Kevin Durant to play 39 minutes of defense, hard-nosed defense, and Durant gets in foul trouble because whoever's guarding Giannis is going to be in foul trouble. He's just going to be. like That takes such a toll on a player and... Durant has not played a lot this year. I don't know what his, you know, how his health is right now. That's not something I'd want to do. I mean, what's your answer? You think it's Durant? Because,
0: yeah, I think it's gotta be. I think he's the only one that fair matchup against Giannis. Like you said, yeah, foul trouble plays a part in it, but dude, nobody can guard Giannis. So why not throw your lengthiest guy on him? Who? I, mean, I think realistically, Kevin Durant could play some decent defense on Giannis. Oh, Durant's like a solid defender, but his strength—it's just
1: not there. I don't think he has the lateral quickness anymore to do it. When your Achilles goes, it's not the offense that suffers; it's the defense. And I mean, his defense has been okay this year, but it hasn't been great. Giannis is on another level, man. He's just on another level. Oh, I know. Like the fact that he didn't get MVP recognition—I think is ridiculous. I, I think it's ridiculous. He was the second best player in the league all year.
0: I think he's just overlooked. Like well, he won two in a row and yeah. then he
1: had a playoff meltdown, you know.
0: A lot of people just they're That's like, Oh, it's the Bucs. They're gonna do the same old shit that they always do. Why why are we even gonna talk about Giannis? Giannis is he the best player in the league, do you? Is it still K D? Is it LeBron? Is it Jokic? I, I mean, mean, don't now based off of this year, but Um You
1: know, that's tough because I think I value who the best player in the league is a little bit differently. If you're just telling me pick one guy for 82 games and then the playoffs, like, I'm just going to take LeBron. Yeah, he's been there. He's still at, I think he's still at the end of his prime, but he's still at the end of his prime. Like, that's better than any of these guys' primes are ever going to be. Like, LeBron at the end of his career is better than most of these guys are right now. If, If Kawhi was... Just, I, I don't even know what's wrong with him, but whatever's wrong with Kawhi, if that wasn't there, it'd be Kawhi for me, but it's not. You know how I feel about Jokic, which this, that's the series we didn't really talk about in the West, but, um, I, think, I mean, Jokic has been incredible. It's just tough. Giannis can be. There's probably 70 nights a year where Giannis is like the best player in the league, but there's also other nights where you're like, oh, This guy has trouble closing games. He can
0: go cold at the free throw line. Like, eh, I don't know. That one's tough for me. I think if if I'm doing a draft of all the players in the league, my first pick is Giannis.
1: I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, you know, he's 26. He's 26. Yeah. So, yeah, you're taking a 26-year-old guy in his prime who has a game that's going to last. Like, he's going to last a long time. People need to stop with, oh, he needs to be more like LeBron. No, he needs to be like Shaq. He needs to destroy people on the inside. That's what he needs to do.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I don't really know. Is there a comparison to you for Giannis of, is it Shaq to you?
1: Yeah, it's Shaq to me. I mean, this, the body type isn't the same, but I think people were just, they just bounced off of Shaq. When, when you watch people try to guard Giannis, like, it just looks stupid. He can get wherever he wants to. Well, he almost
0: looks like a glitch. Oh, yeah. In the system. like it's stupid. I'm going to throw it to the video games. Like, 2K, you use some players, and it's like, they don't even dribble. They're just gliding when they when like you spin move and you go to the basket. You just glide. Giannis literally does that. It's unguardable. It's almost like his feet aren't even on the ground. He's doing it so smooth. And so,
1: if you created a basketball player in a lab, like, that's the body you'd want. Six foot 11 Greek God, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it's he, he just his body, his frame, his speed, his size, his hand size. It's it's off the charts like he's the only guy in the league other than Ben Simmons that can guard one through five. Yeah, he's the only guy. I mean, there's, there's nobody else that can guard one through five. Like even LeBron can't do that. Giannis can do it. Like he can guard anybody on any team. It it it's a mismatch. Only Jason Tatum, night one, like tries to switch onto Giannis, like on offense. Like that's the only guy all year where I was I saw somebody like last shot of the game. Let me have Giannis guard me for this one. Like <laughs> nobody does that. Nobody's trying to get that guy on defense. They're just not. He's the only way you stop him is you you get him to foul out of the game. Like he's he's that good, and he just doesn't. No, I, I mean he's really smart. It's. It's really incredible, like where he's, how far he's come. I mean, yeah, we've done this for the last two years. We've talked, we've everybody's discussed how the Giannis growth. It's incredible, you know. He put on <laughs> seventy pounds of muscle in four seasons, and this is where we are and with him. It's he's practically it's unguardable. Yeah, he's, he's, so, he's a lot of people number one in the league. So I mean, it's going to be Brooklyn, Milwaukee in round two. Yeah, it, honestly, it's, can it's we stop strong. playing these two series? Can we just move on? We, I've seen enough. Boston doesn't have it. That they're just they're not healthy. They haven't played enough together. They're not beating Brooklyn. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Yeah. And I don't believe in Miami at this point. Like, heat culture. No, no, no. I, I don't want to hear a damn thing about heat culture. I've had enough of that. It's, it's over. They're going to destroy them. <laughs> People acted like Miami was going to, like, beat the Bucs, and the Bucs are taking They're doing the Michael Jordan. Like, they took that personally. They, they took it personally. And Brim Forbes apparently is really taking it personally. I don't even know if he was on the team last year. <laughs> like... That dude, he couldn't miss. Were you watching that game? I was not. He he couldn't miss. He was chucking them from everywhere, and they were just going in. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? That was insane. Just nuts. I don't have much left on the postseason. I did have one other fake trade I wanted to throw at you. Okay. This one's a little out of left field. It's about Donovan Mitchell getting upset the other night. Just hear me out on this one. I think Boston needs to make something <laughs> happen. Who says no to a Jalen oh Brown gosh. to a Jalen Brown plus something for Donovan Mitchell trade? What's the something? Two firsts. Who says no to that? Tatum and Mitchell are like really good friends. Who says
0: no? I just wanted to ask you this because it was it popped into my head earlier. I mean, if you're Utah, you can't really decline that. So. I don't really know if that's ever something the Celtics would agree to. A uh, Jalen Brown and two first straight up for John Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I don't know if the Celtics would, would ever offer that. I don't know if they'd well, accept that if, if they offered know. it to them.
1: Here's what I know Danny Ainge went on a radio show two weeks ago. hmm. Because something has to be done with Boston. I don't know what it is. But he, but, or actually it was Wick Grusbeck. Wick Grusbeck, the owner, said, well, Brad's going to be here next year. Jason Tatum's going to be here next year. Danny Ainge is going to be here next year. And that was all he said. So someone's getting moved. Now, I think the move is you got to move Kemba and you got to move Marcus Smart. I would move both those guys. I don't believe in them, but I just want to throw that out, see what you thought of it, because I think Mitchell is going to get to a point where he's going to be frustrated with the Jazz because, I'm sorry, you're just not going to win in Utah. (laughs) Like, you couldn't get it done with Carl Malone and John Stockton. You haven't gotten it done ever. You're just not getting it done. It's not happening.
0: If that's a trade that the Celtics offer the Jazz, then the Jazz would be dumb to decline it. If the Jazz would offer to the Celtics, then the Celtics might be a little dumb to accept that. But if they're actually looking... I would do it. If they're looking to clean house, then sure, accept it. I mean, you're getting a good player, and Donovan Mitchell, he's what?
1: He's the same age as Tatum. Yeah. Like, they're the same. They're 23. Yeah. (laughs)
0: They're 23
1: years old. So, of course... Because here's the thing, like... The hardest thing to do in basketball now is not find a superstar. That's actually become pretty easy. Like, you tank a season and you get one. Like, you're going to draft somebody. The hardest thing is, like, keeping your guys. Who's the next guy that's going to ask out? Like, three months from now, who's asking for a trade? Because I hear Probably here are the, here, Donovan Mitchell. Here are the names. Bradley Beal. Does he ask for a trade in three months? Probably. You, yeah. think, you think Bradley Beal. What about Carl Towns? No. You don't think Carl Towns wants out? Nope. Okay. I would say Mitchell's another guy. Yep. Damian Lillard. No. 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 Really? So why? I think
0: he likes the atmosphere in Portland. I, I also don't know where he would go. I don't know if there's a team that would let him do what Damian Lillard likes to do. The Trailblazers have always been, oh, Damian Lillard's going to take the ball and he's going to do what Damian Lillard does. Why would he want to go to another team that doesn't allow him to do that? He's great. He's top five-point guard in the league. Maybe even top three.
1: Depends on how you rank him and Steph, but... I have Steph top. one,
0: so... You have Steph one. So Dame two? Dame three? I somewhere don't know who else will be thrown in there. Somewhere in there.
1: James Harden, I consider a point guard, and I think Harden is, is that good, too. Yeah, I consider
0: Harden just a shooting guard.
1: Right, I, I get that.
0: I mean, it's hard to say, like, who would want the second-best point guard in the league, but who would want the point guard that his, his entire career in Portland, for the most part, has been? I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to run this show, and... We're gonna get the sixth seed in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but you know what? He almost single handedly beat Denver the other night. I mean, he hit and
0: Jokic Jokic did his thing, but he, he hit like four threes in the second quarter. And it was just stupid. stupid. I feel like he's one of those players that just needs to kind of be by himself for the most part. Or he's right, like he he's, is the surefire number one and there's not even another player calling. Right. He's
1: probably just never gonna be able to get one. And
0: what one, other and he yeah. definitely doesn't want to go to a non playoff team. Well, no. Unless no. But, I mean, he makes most teams a playoff team. And I could be biased and say, you know, the Thunder. But why? Why would you want to go to the Thunder? That's not good. Let's look at all these teams that might need a point guard. The Clippers? Why would you want to go to the Clippers?
1: Actually, that was the one I was thinking about. Oh, really? What if you... Here, I got one more for you. A Paul George
0: for Dame Lillard. I'm not accepting that if I'm the Trailblazers. If Dame Lillard comes to you and says, I want out, get me out of here. Then I'm accepting that if I'm the Trailblazers. Like, that's what, like, you it's probably the have,
1: get. No, no, you probably have better offers. Yeah, you would, but for you what? Would, you would probably have better offers.
0: I don't think so. You don't think so? Unless, okay, so unless you have the Clippers throw in a, a pick, but. Cl- they have no picks. They're like, out of picks. They can't trade anything realistic, for like 10 years. Realistically, Damian Leonard is 26, 27?
1: No, is he really that old? He's, he's like 32. He's been in the league since 2012. He's 2012 draft because he was rookie of the year over Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's 30, and he was a, I think he went to college for three years. So,
0: so I mean, you're not trading him away to get young talent. So I just don't know if anybody's going to
1: offer you a lot of young
0: talent. Yeah, and you want to get a point guard, right? You, you, oh,
1: no, you, you want the best thing you can get. The other, one, the other move I think Portland has, because let's, let's just be honest, I don't think Portland's winning the finals. I no, think they're no. going to flame out. What can you get for C.J. McCollum?
0: Like, uh, what? I, I what's don't. your
1: realistic, what can you get for him?
0: I don't think a lot. I don't know. I, I can have I to.
1: interest you in a Bradley Beal? You could. Like, for that swap, can I get you into that mode? I just feel like you're trading picks? two
0: players that are kind of the same player. But, like, Bradley Beal's clearly better than oh, CJ Oh, yeah, McCullum. yeah, 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 yeah. What about... So, are you talking keep Lillard on the team and just try yeah, to I'm train? talking about
1: trying to upgrade the CJ McCollum spot.
0: Then yeah, I mean I would do that, but I would also feel like there'd be other players that I would want to target as his number two. Can I interest you in Brandon Ingram? You might now, who be says able, no you to might be able to interest me in a Brandon Ingram. Because I think McCollum
1: fits way better with Zion than Brandon does. If
0: you can get me a if you can if you can get Brandon Ingram to get off of the I wanna be a surefire number one and to Alright, well I'm clearly not the number one because Damian Lillard is two times the player I am I'm just gonna be his right hand man and I'm gonna play big when I need to play big then yeah I mean there's no way the Trailblazers turn that down because I mean Brandon Ingram is probably gonna show out next year for the Pelicans but I mean again why would the Pelicans do that if if unless he's surefire on being the number one
1: I just I just don't think that Ingram and I don't really want to spend any time on the Pelicans because they're not in the fu- in the playoffs but I don't think Ingram fits with Zion. I just don't like it. I think that he sh- thinks he should be the dude in the last two minutes, and I want the ball in Zion's hands. Like, I just – good things happen when he's in control of the ball. Ingram is a really solid second superstar. Like, he just is. That's, that's what he's going to be for me. Phil.
0: Let's talk Phil. Philly boy. 50 years old and Maybe
1: he's winning. Maybe winning the PGA Championship. My A top three golf moment for me. I what? mean, Tiger winning the Masters in 19, that was number one. That's my all-time favorite golf He's moment. He's the
0: first player to ever win a major in four different decades, I think I saw. Yeah, four different decades. Yeah, I mean... Good it old was lucky lefty.
1: It was really... The problem was the, co- the course was too hard. I felt like a lot of players couldn't handle the difficulty of the course. Well, I think
0: they're, like We've seen an uptick in, in these courses just being way too difficult. Not way too difficult because... They're still pros, and, I mean, you still have Phil going 6-under, but didn't we see multiple people in 15, 16, 17-under six months ago? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: what happened at the Masters in the fall and was just they hated it so much. They're making it that the majors are going to be just hard. Yeah, They don't want guys shooting 15-under par. Like, that's they don't want that. And to me that it was great because, well, the best part was, was Phil had to get like a special, what did they, they like push him into the tournament? Basically he had to get like special treatment to get into the tournament. Cause he's, uh, he's ranked outside the top 100 until now, like he's going to be higher now, but like he wasn't even supposed to be allowed at the major. Oh, I didn't see that, but they gave him some special treatment and let him in. And it, it was kind of like a, Hey, I'm still Phil Mickelson. Like, I'm legit. Don't, you know, don't. And then he comes out and wins
0: the bitch. Like, (laughs) I, I, yeah, I I don't, there's not much to say about it. He's just, he's cemented himself as a top golfer of all time, in my opinion. Oh yeah, he's a top, he's one of the top 10 all time golfers. And a lot of people shit on Phil Mickelson for no reason at all, in my opinion.
1: It's because he came up in the Tiger era. He just came into golf at the wrong time. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the biggest story on the weekend was the fact that none of the other superstars could – they couldn't put anything together. Yeah. Like – And the next guy is Brooksie. Brooks played well, and then as soon as he needed to make shots on the back nine on Sunday, like, he just – he put one in the water and then he missed missed a couple putts, and two double bogeys later, Phil's got a three-shot lead. And there's not much you can do. If you're Brooks, I mean, he's already playing injured. Uh, you know, I understand that he's playing hurt, but, like, what happened to Dustin Johnson? Didn't What's his problem? make the cut, right? You know, yeah, yeah. missed the cut. I mean, like, JT was, like, five over at one point.
0: I think he missed the cut as well. I mean, the next biggest super, the next highest superstar, I mean, you got Brooks at two, but. And you got Rahm at one Yeah, under. John
1: Rahm, once again, like. Finding a way to get into the top ten, yeah. but just never makes any noise. Yeah, Ricky Fowler at one under. I was impressed with the way he played over the weekend. I thought he played well.
0: You got Paul Casey at two under, and then everybody above them. They're not really guys that I've heard of recently in these yeah. these big tournaments. I mean, you got Morikawa at minus one. Good. He's a young young guy. You got Finau at minus one. Good. Young guy, I thought
1: Zalatoris was going to have a better weekend. I thought this was going to be like someone's coming out party. And I thought Spieth was going to have a good weekend, too, and Spieth kind of shit the bed,
0: honestly. Like, I mean, I'm still giving Phil Mickelson all of the credit that he needs, but how much of it do you think comes down to everybody else just played like shit? Oh, the wind was just devastating.
1: And when you have bad winds, like, everyone's putting is going to be bad, so it just comes down to who can putt the best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Phil's been there. He's played in a lot of crap situations like he's an experienced player he's always struggled putting but when everybody's got a bad circumstance to putt like someone's gonna stand out and Phil made the putts he had to make and even on on day four like he I think it was hole 15 or no it was 16 he gets a three shot lead and then proceeds to hit his tee shot into the water (laughs) like you know the course was just hard I mean it's a hard course but you know he did what he had to do he came in he made pars there was a lot of holes where all you could do was you just got to take your par and get the hell out of here like just you can't shoot for anything else don't worry about the birdie you got to move to the
0: next hole yeah i i didn't watch any of the championship you didn't you didn't watch any of it i got updates and i watched highlights oh man i just i didn't I didn't know What have, were you doing instead? I don't know, honestly. Because like,
1: like I know you weren't doing anything last weekend, so
0: I, I was busy the first two I'm always busy the first two days. But sat like Saturday came rolling around and like I was like, I just don't feel like sitting down and watching some good golf right now. And then Sunday came around, and I was like, I still don't feel like sitting sitting here and watching some good golf I mean, also I got roped into some some bullshit sports activities, but that doesn't matter. Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau, whose side are you on? I don't even know what's going on. So if you could explain that to me. The best
1: that I can figure it out is that Brooks just, well, doesn't like Bryson. I know that people gave Brooks a lot of shit about like his body style and they don't like Brooks. Like I get the feeling that Brooks is definitely an asshole. Like he has a little bit of like tiger in him, but it's more of like, I'm just an ass.
0: But I do feel like Bryson is also coming off as, oh, I won that, that, Yeah. That bullshit U S open. Uh, Yeah.
1: You want to talk about, they made the course too hard. It was stupid. It it was, I think the, he won it at like three under par. I mean, that's just terrible, but like, I think Brooks hates Bryson because I hate the way Bryson plays. (laughs) I mean, he takes so long to take a shot. He, I think it was on 14 on day two or on day four. And he hits his tee shot into a weed, into the weeds on the side, and he's got an uphill uphill lie hitting out of the weeds. Like You're not hitting it anywhere near the green. You're on a par four. He took 15 minutes trying to figure the shot out. I'm like, it's called you grab your nine iron and you just try to smash it out of the weeds. I, I didn't see what we were, and he took 15 minutes and held up the entire group. I mean, I think he was playing with Rory and someone else, and they're waiting on him to take the shot. He wouldn't take the shot. Like, I don't think Brooks likes him because why is he a likable guy?
0: Like, I, you can't reinvent golf. So, to go into that drama a little bit more, we, we had announced today that there was a uh, little golf match coming up. You got Brooks versus Bryson. Dish, or, no, you got, yeah, I got Philly versus <laughs> Brooks versus, versus Bryson. Versus, we would sorry, kill for that. Sorry, 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 that, sorry. They'd have to
1: make that a pay per view. They would get like fifty bucks a buy on that. But and then your Crackstream pro- would just <laughs> the, it would it would close. They would have to close Crackstream. Rule one. Doesn't even work anymore, don't start with me. Um, it's broken.
0: And you're throwing in two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time into the mix as well. But there's some Twitter drama that I just am now seeing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I mean Tommy started it today. No, Brooksy at at two PM on the dot said sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. But then Bryson Goes at him and he says At Brooks Koepka It's nice to be living rent free in your head Whoa So then Brooksy posts Somebody took a Snapchat video of Bryson On one of the tee boxes this weekend And they and he goes The guy watching goes Alright Brooksy. Bryson hits a shot and he goes Whoever's calling me Brooksy needs to get out of here right now So Brooksy posted that video At Bryson And then Phil Good old Phil goes I feel like I'm in the middle of something And should step aside <laughs> Except <laughs> except they want the current pga champ so there like i've never thought like oh golf drama let me get involved in that this but is there's fantastic. a bunch of it going on right now i love it you got you got tommy throwing shots at a-rod and you got brooksy and Bryce going mean, at it the f-
1: when i turned on my phone on twitter earlier and brady's posting the kepka meme from this weekend and if you didn't see it go watch what Brooks Kepka's reaction to Bryson DeChambeau literally just talking <laughs> and then walking behind him with his, can we just say that he has probably got the most annoying spikes I've ever heard in my life? <laughs> but like the face that he made was fantastic. So it's, it's a big meme now. Brady posting multiples of them after this gets announced, like way to stir the pot, Tom. Like just, just great job. Way to stay in the middle of the social media war that is going on right now. And also, I hate Bryson DeChambeau. So, Team Brooks all the way. I can't wait to watch DeChambeau absolutely not be able to putt for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's going to miss, like, nine putts. I fully expect Phil and Tom to win. I don't know how good of a golfer
0: Aaron Rodgers is, but, like, he can't be, like, better than Peyton Manning was. Did you see? Well, Tom Brady and Peyton squared off last year. You remember that? Yeah, it was Phil and Tom and then
1: Tiger and Peyton.
0: Yeah. But Bryson commented on one of Tom Brady's memes. I don't know if you saw it. He said, at Tom Brady, once Aaron Rodgers and I take you down... I I saw this. You'll feel just as deflated as those balls were in the AFC Championship game. So, I'm loving what's going on. That's taking it too far. (laughs) Stop it. Bryson's gone too far. Uh, Brooks needs to just punch him in the head. But I love what's going on here. We got a good old golf rivalry that... I mean, this is great for golf. Oh, yeah. It's great...
1: (laughs) I saw it yesterday. I mean, whoever is in charge of pairings at the next tournament, if they don't pair Brooks Kepka and Bryson in the same one. I don't like, think they can. They have to. I don't think they it's can do that. It's got to be done. <laughs> I need to see that. I, I need to see Brooks just groan every time Bryson takes 20 minutes on a putt. I mean, he, <laughs> you know how much I can't stand that guy. I, oh, I yeah. hate on him. He is just the worst Good putter I've ever seen. Oh, I
0: 100 agree with you. It's
1: so bad. We talk about him like he's just reinventing golf, and it's like you can't reinvent golf. You just can't. And he's trying, and it's it's pathetic. I cannot stand him. I think Brooks is such a better golfer than him. Like he just he he was dominant for a while there, but now he's injured, and it's it's too hard. But golf drama, gotta love it. Feeling really good going into July 6th. Oh yeah, that. I mean, everybody's gonna be watching. I got that. Tom and Phil. Experience always wins. I'm gonna Experience. take Tom and Phil as well. Like it's the year of the OGs. It really is. Looking so I mean, like it, you know, 50 year old major winner. That's it, still one of the best ball strikers in the game.
0: All but, right, are you ready for the toughest question I have yet for you?
1: This better be good. You've you've made me wait like five days on this question, it better be good.
0: We're we're getting out of the realm of sports. So no video games, no actual sports, and we're going into what what you know fairly well. Uh food. So, which is the superior sandwich?
1: Oh Jesus.
0: PBJ or grilled cheese? Did you
2: steal that from taste buds?
0: No, I saw Scooby-Doo Fruit Snacks on Instagram posted about it. All right. There's only one right answer
1: here. If you say grilled cheese, get the hell out of here. Just leave.
0: Yeah, we're talking straight up saying you're not adding anything to no, these sandwiches. No, PB&J yeah, J yeah, yeah, yeah. versus grilled
1: cheese. The answer is PB&J. Yeah, I agree. You can, like, piss off. I,
0: I, I 100% thought you okay. were a grilled cheese Absolutely kind of Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Grilled cheese can go to cheese. hell. Are grilled cheese? I
2: said he doesn't like grilled cheese. Are you no, a I grilled don't.
0: cheese kind of person? She doesn't like jelly though.
2: That yeah. That I mean. I guess I like raspberry jelly. All right,
0: swap it. Peanut butter and raspberry jelly. It's Just because you can put any jelly. I and think not, that's why. Are pe- not
2: having tomato soup with the grilled cheese?
0: I no. You're just eating it straight up. Yeah.
2: Okay. Then yeah. I mean, if it's just straight straight up, then you're yeah. yeah. gonna pick PJ.
0: That's yeah, like, not
1: a hard one at all.
0: Like oh, see, I, I can't I, do it. The internet was eat. raving about it. I'm no, see like on Instagram. Thing. I can't eat a grilled cheese sandwich at like six o'clock in the morning. Like even But I can eat P B and J at six o'clock in the morning. The Instagram account I got it off of even said grilled cheese and it's not even close. Like who doesn't eat a PB and J. sandwich before like Dude, a sporting like, event. It's the best thing ever. It like the good thing about a PB and J is, is that you can leave that sucker in your bag all day. And even when it gets soggy and you see the jelly floating through the bread, I'm got, still gonna eat it. You gotta double side the peanut butter. Yeah, that's it. dude. I learned that this year. You learned that this year life changing. All
1: the years we played sports together and life changing. You never, you never double-sided the peanut
0: butter? No, dude. I'm sitting at home, and, and my mom's making my, my little sister a PBJ sandwich, and I was like, what? The, why are you using so much peanut butter? She's like, it's really not. You're just double-siding it. So I think it's hot. And I was like, you're the smartest person I've ever met in my goddamn life. Everyone else on the planet it has it known this. No, I Tara, always... Tara, throw
1: that up on a Twitter poll right now. I always Did ate- you
0: know... To put
1: peanut butter on both sides to avoid the jelly soup. I
0: always ate soggy PB&J sandwiches, and, like, I loved them still because it's PB&J. Like, who doesn't love a good PB&J? But, dude, peanut butter on both sides, jelly in the middle, no sogginess, it's life-changing. Yeah, it,
1: it, it's Life been a game-changer changing. since I was four years old. Like, this isn't news to
0: anybody. Okay, so because this question was way too easy for you, I'm going to switch it up. You have a PB&J, and you have grilled cheese with whatever you want on it. So nah, like it's like a grilled PB&J. ham and cheese. Nope, still PB and J. I'm gonna change that. A grilled ham and cheese with some mayo instead of butter to bake the bread on, toast the bread on, and then some good old tomato soup. Mmm, I will take that over PB and J. Even without the tomato soup, P- I'll take that over PB and J. Listen, I'm grilled I'm a big ham fan. and cheese.
1: Big fan of a grilled ham and cheese, but like. No, you can't be the the PB and J is like the most other than cereal is like the most versatile food on the planet. Oh, it is. You would get sick of eating pe- like of eating uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. You would get sick of that. I don't think so. And the prep time, like prep time, that kills it for me. If it takes me longer than sixty seconds to make, like it's become a pain in the ass. So and I, there's dishes. I think this I is have. You know what I have to do to clean up for a PB I have to toss my paper plate or paper towel into the garbage and lick the knife off. Like that's that's my cleanup for that.
0: I think this has turned into a rather than you and I debating. Your fiance has a little bit of a. She's been shaking her head this entire time. What are your thoughts on this? Why? Wh- what's making you shake your head so much? Because
2: Garrett's dumb. So you. Every time I want grilled cheese, he's eh, you're, I don't want it.
1: <laughs> so. So
2: I never get to have grilled cheese because of him, and.
1: Well, what's your case? I mean, why is grilled cheese better? Because to me, it's... Because
2: I don't like jelly.
1: Okay, but, okay, so you just don't like jelly. Like, you're automatically out of the argument then. And like, you have a bias.
2: I, when I make my grilled cheese and I cut it into four little triangles and dip it in tomato soup, it just is like the most... No, you can't thing. have the
0: tomato soup. That's you an outlier. Said, no, no I just said soup. you can't take it out. I said with the tomato soup, it's good. But even without the tomato I soup, know, I, okay, with good, some ham said, on it, it's still good. It's oh, still I, better than a PB&J.
2: See, I'm too picky because I also don't like ham. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, see, this
1: there's is why you can't be involved in a food <laughs> debate because, like, there's too many things you just don't like. I don't know what it is with you, but you can't have it. You, you, can't, you can't be involved in a peanut butter and jelly debate because you just don't like jelly. Like, you have to be open-minded to yeah. both sides. I mean, when
0: you think of PB&J, you think of peanut butter and grape jelly, Disgusting. correct? We're on agreements here? We both do peanut butter. Like, uh, I'm a strawberry guy. Yeah, but so, yeah, but if you're thinking of a PB and J, no, I'm thinking grape- of strawberry. Really?
1: Actually. Yeah, it's just, just preference to me. Like, that's
0: I, that's I could what I want.
2: maybe handle strawberry, but grape is disgusting. I see.
0: I've only I've had strawberry and peanut butter. I but the majority of my life, I will say ninety nine nine ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine times out of a hundred thousand, I have had. Peanut butter and grape jelly. I mean, grape jelly's
1: good. I I like it every once in a while. You know, it's not my go-to. I'm going
0: for. I mean, I'm a strawberry jam kind of guy.
1: Well, that's what I yeah. Strawberry jam
0: jelly, it's the same thing. But
1: yeah, I mean, strawberry to me is just a superior. I think it's got it's got a little more flavor to it. It's not as fake tasting. Like grape jelly's a little bit fake
0: tasting. Oh yeah, I mean, artificial grape for the most part is disgusting. You know,
1: it tastes like I'm drinking Welch's grape juice and like
2: Welch's grape juice is delicious.
0: Well, I what don't want to eat it you? on bread, though. So, so, okay, we're both in agreement to PB and J. Yeah, that's the, uh, you. If you have you, any you other think sure PB and J? I
2: would. I would do PB and J. Like I
1: can't. I can't. T- I can't take a grilled cheese to work.
0: You know, like yeah, I
2: can't take true. a
1: grilled cheese that's to true. work. You got to bring a bunch you, of shit. You could, You got to bring a, get a, a fucking waffle iron with you to make it. Like, you can get no a,
0: way. You can get a George Foreman grill.
1: Oh yeah, I got to have a George Foreman grill with me at work. I can't just take 60 seconds before I go to work, slap some jelly and peanut butter on two slices of bread and have it a day like have a day. I mean,
0: but I feel like I get full with grilled cheese faster. Nah,
1: PB&J. I don't
2: think so. I feel like peanut No, butter I work. feel like
0: cuz there have been times where I make PB two PB&J sandwiches to go to, to go to work, who eats only one sandwich. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, I make two and I'm still hungry. But like
1: Oh, no, two PB&J. But like, like that's like a 6 hour I'll, I'm good for 6 hours. I'll make
0: grilled cheese for dinner and like say I just like oh, I don't have soup. So like I'll make two grilled cheese and like I'm full after two grilled cheese but never after two PB&Js. So I feel like that has to play but a to lot. me. Like, well,
2: do you say like would you stay full longer on grilled cheese? Cuz I feel like you stay full longer on peanut butter and jelly. No, because
0: I have to eat like four to stay full for a long time. With my two with two grilled cheese I'm good for dinner.
1: My case is PB&Js. I'm me. switching
0: Grilled oh cheese. God. It's, it's to grilled me is in cheese in the,
1: is in the, the cereal no. category where hang on, you can eat it just all day, every day, no matter what. Like you you can cereal I could eat every day, three meals a day, no problem.
0: Because I'm switching I, I don't give a shit about time. I'm not taking time into consideration at all here. If I'm talking best sandwich, tastes better, grilled cheese. One hundred percent grilled cheese. I want, and it's versi- not close. I want the versatility. I don't care about your versatility. Yeah, obviously. You Listen, can if we're drafting
1: foods, like versatility matters here.
0: Yeah, but we're not drafting foods. We're talking which is better, which is yeah. the superior sandwich.
1: Yeah, we're going for the number one pick in the sandwich draft. Grilled like, cheese. We're get, we're we're splitting Harris here. It comes down to versatility and, and time. Prep time is a big deal.
0: Grilled cheese. Ah, you got to clean up. Grilled cheese tastes so it tastes so much better. It's so much more filling. Then, no. then a, I have to disagree with you strongly on the I feel like anyway. I feel like PB and J
1: is like, because like toast, like I can eat like eight pieces of toast and still be full, but like because cooked bread to me just doesn't fill it, fill me up. But raw, bre- not even raw, raw bread, but like I feel untoasted like this makes
2: bread.
1: No, sense. Nah, I feel like it's thicker. Like
0: yeah, you don't make any sense. The but peanut fun. butter
1: is thicker. Listen, it's your question. I'm just giving you the answer.
0: So you're going PB&J? It's PB&J. Like, if I'm going strictly off of taste and, like, which one I could eat more of to, like, last, or to eat less of to last me longer through the day, it's grilled cheese. But, I like, if we're putting versatility into effect. What into if you effect, only
2: have one for the rest of your life? Oh,
0: PB&J.
1: See, that's that's what you have to ask yourself. Okay. Like, you gotta, you, it, I, that's why My I said it's in a cereal category. Around like on me here. I, I forgot. It's in a cereal ca- you know. You yeah. can eat cereal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of your life. Yes. I don't know who couldn't do that. Like I could eat peanut
0: butter and jelly for right. the Right. Like rest you would get life, sick yeah. of eating grilled cheese is, every single that day. That is true. Yeah.
1: Easy. Like that would probably take me a day and a half before I'd get sick I've of it. I've
0: reverted back to my first answer. PB and J. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> what a joke this guy is.
0: But yeah. Those are gonna be the type of questions that we're gonna have from now on. Unless I find some really like hard hitting sports questions. We're just gonna go pop culture ask kind of thing. You not
2: allowed to ask one next week because I'm All right, before oh, yeah. we
1: go flats
0: or drums though. Flats. I've asked this oh, question you're stupid. End the podcast I've asked this right question now. so much in the past month, two weeks even. Flats or drums? I've asked to our softball team. I've asked it to random strangers and everybody that says drums just irks me. It's drums. Irks me. Drums. They push my buttons to no... It's drums. I mean, good. So if you and I ever order wings, I get all the flats and you get all the drums. I'll be happy with that. Perfectly fine.
2: He would also be fine with that because that's what we do now.
0: Oh, okay. Flats suck. Yeah, no. Flats it are so much, much easier to eat. to eat. No, they're, no,
1: they're not. Because you get that meat that's like stuck in between the two bones. You yeah, just use your finger and pry I don't it through. Need, no, because with a, with a drum, I could just shove the whole thing in my mouth and, and just pull it all off. Like in one bite,
0: it takes way more work to clean a drum than it does to clean no, a flat. Yes, you're, it does. you're crazy. No, you're crazy,
1: absolutely crazy. And
0: because what you flats do, are what you do with a flat is you take it with one. If you only have one hand, you take it in your and your your thumb and your pointer finger, and you shove your middle finger through the middle. And you just eat it all at once. So then you just have the little pickings. You're that eating you gotta wings get to. wrong. No. We're, let's Why, are let's go. Are you are you the guy that just that breaks the wing and then the two no. the two one hand? You put the whole thing in your mouth and you pull the meat off. No. Yeah. Why also Enjoy your food, bro. <laughs> this goes back to another thing. We were at a, a restaurant on Saturday. He orders a cheeseburger. Before I even got my plate, the cheeseburger and fries were gone. Listen, bro, I hadn't eaten in 12 hours. Like you don't enjoy food. That's also the no, problem no, I think with I these do, questions.
1: Actually. Like, I can't. It's so good that I got to eat it as fast as I can.
0: Whatever. Whatever it's I'm done here
1: I'm good uh, Check us out on Twitter Follow us on
0: Twitter Send us some emails At Speed at 24-7
1: Next week We are going to be Doing oh, a yeah. podcast With someone else um, It will be on their feed And I think we're also Going to do our own show as well And then the week after They're going to come on our feed They're another local podcast um, They talk a lot of baseball So we're going to see how that goes um yeah we will see you next week guys